Hello, I'm Janet. I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. Why did you laugh? Because I almost, like, I freaked out for a second thinking that I was supposed to be saying, like, our main line. And then I remembered, oh, wait, I don't say that part anymore. <laughs> <sighs> well, whoa, you chopped your hair. I did. How much did you cut off? Uh, so it was probably about six or seven inches, I think. And it's green, so, which didn't phase me. Like, <laughs> the color didn't phase me. And I oh. was just like, what? So what motivated this? So I've been thinking about it for a long time. And I think um, in June, when I dyed my hair blue, I had her cut it, but like she just wouldn't cut it to the length I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I, my hair, as long as it was getting like, I just, and I get so hot all the time that it was constantly up in a ponytail anyways. And I felt like it, or a top knot and it didn't have any volume. Like I just, there's something I just didn't feel. So I went in and I said, let's chop it into a bob. Awesome. Well, I love your hair. It looks great. Thanks. I was just, I was shocked. I was shocked. I, I deleted the social media apps from my phone just to oh, kind of nice. take a break. I didn't deactivate accounts or anything because, like, when we go to post this podcast, I need to be able to post it on the socials. Um, and so I was like, there's no way to deactivate my accounts and keep two girls in a bottle of wine. So I, I just I was like, I just need to step away. So I deleted the app. So I haven't seen. I'm sure you've updated social media, right? Yes. With your hair. It looks fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, it was, this is actually probably my favorite, like, cut and color that I've ever done. Um, this person is now my, like, Oh, is it a new person? Hairstyle. Yeah, it's a brand new person. Okay. How did you find this person? So, um, a girlfriend of mine, Amy, uh, from work, she actually recommended her, and she said that she thought that we would get along so well, because she, the um, hairstylist, her name is Cassie, and she has blue hair. Mm. But, like, our personalities are very similar. And so I was complaining that I really don't think I wanted to go back to the person I saw in June. And um, I wanted somebody who wasn't afraid to do color and wasn't afraid to chop my hair. And so um, she recommended her to me. And so I went in, and it was – I had so much fun while I was there. Mm-hmm. But also, like, she was just amazing, and I kind of let her do what she wanted and – it's my favorite. I love it. Like she did a really great job with the coloring and she also offers like, um, so next week I go back in. So within the first two weeks for 20 bucks, she does a touch up. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah. So she helps cause these types of colors or any color really are hard to maintain. And so, um, she does an extra color for 20 bucks. That's awesome. I know. I love her. And I'm like, next time we're doing coral. Is she excited? Yep. She's very excited. My boss, not so much. Uh, But I thought the boss had no really leg to stand on. So she doesn't, but she's also, so there are comments that other people do. Mm. So uh, some people um, will complain that either, well, Amber has her hair like that, so why can't I do whatever? But her policy now, they could. So that. Those comments are very few and far between, but apparently some people think that um, hair color apparently makes you less professional. I've worked with and for those types of people in the past. So, so yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, I feel like the glitter on my desk and the unicorns in my office 
along with my foul mouth are probably way more reason to say I'm unprofessional than the color of my hair. Well, you go, girl. What are you you drinking? I actually do not remember. It is a rosé. I was just going to say, I think it's a (laughs) rosé. It is a, it's a rosé and I can't remember what kind it is. Um, but it had like little lock keypads or something on it. Like, um, let's see. Um, bring me my wine bottle. That's awesome. <laughs> Last time we yeah. podcast, I said I was avoiding alcohol during the week. I'm breaking that tonight. I'm having to truly. Ooh, nice. Yeah. There are only four Weight Watcher points per can. That's not bad. And I get 30 points a day. And I'm skipping breakfast because I'm intermittent fasting. So you just got to fit in the points where you can fit in the points, right? That's right. You do what you can. That's what I was thinking. I told Nick to bring me my wine bottle. Do you think he received the message? I can tell he did. So on my new MacBook, I can also text message from here. Ooh. So I can see he read it. Oh. Does it say read? Yeah. Oh. I've never really paid attention to that function. Like, I'll send my husband text messages, and it just says delivered. Maybe he has that function turned off. Yeah, he might have that turned off. I like to have it on just because I get paranoid. Um, Thank you. Uh, I get paranoid that um, I want to know that if I'm sending something important, like at work or whatever, I want to know that that person received it. And so I like to feel the same for me. So that way, if like somebody at work is trying to text message me for something urgent, they know whether I've seen it or not. Mm. Or crime junkie stuff too let's say nick text messages me and i'm driving or i'm like it's been like three hours and i'm just not responding and right. you could be like oh she might be dead actually he probably wouldn't even think that but do you sh- like oh, i'm sure she's fine do you share your location with him oh so this is an ongoing conversation so i will share my con i have no qualms about my location me either but nick doesn't share his he doesn't want to share his so, um, I, we don't share it because I'm like, I'm not going to share mine if you're not going to share yours. Really? Yeah. Has that created fights? No. Oh, okay. See, and uh, Steve was very similar. Like he didn't want to do find my friends. Um, yeah. but then I, I downloaded life 360, which is yes. another tracking. And I'm like, Steve, when you're traveling, I need... You yeah. and my my best friend Monica to know where I am. If I stop responding to you guys, you message each other and you look at th- Life 316. So he's like, okay, valid point. Um, and I have used it like when yeah. he's done road trips and I, I want to see how he's doing um, rather than texting him while he's driving. Hey, where you at? Where, what you doing? You know. Right. And he, ha- he has no issues with that. Yeah, I... So I try to come at it from that way, too, in regards to, like, I'm traveling. Like, I'm more concerned, and I tend to get nervous. Mm-hmm. Where even if Nick is out for a while, like, if he's driving, I want to know, like, if he ends up in a ditch or something. Right. Like, that's and the only reason why I care about it. To co- yeah. Right? For safety reasons. It's not, like, I don't care where Steve is. <laughs> like, he, right. he usually tells me where he is, so I'm not concerned. Yeah. But, Yeah. I know we're the same way so I don't know like Nick is just weird but and I think it is the crime podcast that motivated me I was like people yeah. know where I am and so like my friend like, Monica I... is single 
well, she's dating now. She has a boyfriend. Boop. That's exciting news. Um, but she lives alone and does a lot of things on her own. And I'm like, I want you on this app with me. One, to see where I am. And two, where I can see where you are in case you go off the grid. Yeah. No, I agree. Because, and Nick is like, oh, I just don't want my phone, like, tracking me. And I was like, your phone already tracks you in so it many does. ways. It does. doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because we're the same way. We're always like, okay, well, I'm going to be here or I'm going to be there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to check it all the time. It's more, I'm like, when Safety. are you coming home with my dinner? <laughs> are you dead on the side of the road? Do I need to go get my own tacos? <laughs> <sighs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what else is going on with you? It's been two weeks. I know. I feel so Nick and I celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary yesterday. That's awesome. Congrats. Happy anniversary. Thanks. It was also my three-year remission um, date. So, I mean, we didn't really celebrate much, but Nick bought me flowers for the first time ever yesterday. Oh, wow. What motivated that? Did you ask him? Um, so I think it had to do with the anniversary, but I think, um, it was also like, um, celebrating my remission and just, I think we've had a lot of, um, conversations recently just about what we want for our future and what we want to do. And so, um, I think it was just that I felt like an ass cause I didn't even get him a card. Ooh. It's been so busy and I, mm, so just that did not happen. Um, I also, Got my first dose of the uh, COVID vaccine. And how did you feel? Um, I was babysat by three nurses and a vitals machine for 45 minutes after my dose um, because I had an, a, re- a reaction. What kind of reaction? So, um, so about 10 minutes after, because they recommend that you go and like sit in the side room to wait to see if you react to anything. And there's been smaller reactions with the first versus the second. Um, and I got the Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so I was sitting there and I was like, ah, I just, I don't feel good. Like I started getting kind of like nauseous and, um, I started getting really hot and not like a normal, like hot flash hot. And then I was getting dizzy. Like I just didn't, I felt like I was getting vertigo and then my heart rate, um, was like over like 90, it was like over a hundred or something like that. So my heart rate was weird, and um, so I went down and told the nurse that was in the room. And then we had to go and take all. Oh, my blood pressure was high, and it was a whole thing. So, how long did it take to pass? Um, so it was about an hour, and then um, I still wasn't a hundred percent, but I was at least able to drive home safely. So once I got home, I mostly just kind of like laid down and I took some ibuprofen, which anybody who's going to get the vaccine, highly recommend taking ibuprofen and drinking a glass of water before going to bed. It's something that I heard helps. And from what I have been um, conversating with people about, it did help me quite a bit. I didn't have any issues sleeping or anything like that. And although it was a little sore in the morning and the next day and I was still a little tired, I really didn't have that much pain in my arm where a lot of other people are experiencing um, the pain more than they are anything else. So I will be getting my second dose uh, the first week in February. And now I have to stay in the room of where I'm getting the dose because they're concerned. Um, the second dose has been more difficult for people. Mm. And so um, there is concern about my ability to be able to um, not pass out. Okay. Yeah. We don't want that to happen. 
yeah. You'll have to let us know how that goes. Yeah. So, uh, good times. Good times. How's the Peloton life? Good. I, um... I still am sticking with my one fitness guy, Cody Rigsby. Mm -hmm. He's my fave. Um, So I'm loving it. It's a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Outside of getting off social media, it's been pretty chill here. Not not a lot happening. I did break down and buy an iPad. It just got delivered today. I'm very excited. I used to have an iPad, and then it was a version 2. And as Apple products do, they stop working. And yep. so for the last couple of years, I've been contemplating and I finally just said, you know what? I'm doing it. And I love it. I got an iPad Air and um, oh, nice. I got a really cool case. It's glitter Ooh, pink. Very pretty. Yes. And I just, I love it. I love it. Gorgeous. Yes. Um, oh. yes. I was just going to say, so Nick brought me my wine bottle. Oh, yes. What are you drinking? Um, so I am drinking Unshackled. Rose That's and a it really is part cool of, label. Right? I love it. That's why I was like, it looks like it has like a little like a lock or like a something mm-hmm. on it. Um, but this is part of I think like the prisoner series or something like that. Um, so I really just liked the label. It's not bad though. I guess prisoner wine is very popular. Yeah, it's a pretty good wine. This rose isn't my favorite. Um but they do have a lot of really good red wines. Got it. Because I, I have a bottle of Prisoner that's been sitting here for over a year. And I didn't even realize that it was supposed to be really good. Which, since you said the year year, sorry, I'm apparently very um, ADD today. Uh, so today, one year ago today, was the first day that um, a COVID person or like a COVID case w- had touched U.S. soil. And where was that? Uh, that was in Seattle. Oh. And um, on, so it's kind of, it's not cool by any means. Um, so don't get me wrong there. But um, it's very interesting that the year mark is on a day that we have significant change taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that was kind of cool. But they told me that, um, that today, which I didn't realize that today was the first day, because I think we in Colorado weren't really starting to get impacted until March. Right. So um, we knew it was coming in February, but we didn't know what was about to happen on this day last year. And so it's just kind of crazy to think about. That is nuts. So we're almost to the f- full circle. We're approaching it. Yeah. How crazy. Right. It's insane. Big podcast news. Ashley is now a mom. She is. She had the baby. It seems like yes. her and the baby are doing well. I've sent her a couple yeah, text messages asking how she's doing, and I haven't gotten a response. But yeah. I don't anticipate that. <laughs> I'm like, I'll leave her I alone. Know. I do the same thing. I just send her a message, and I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm thinking of your nipples. Goodbye. Because <laughs> she's breastfeeding, and this first couple weeks, I hear, are pretty tough. Yeah. But we're so happy for her little girls here. Yay. Yeah. So cute. Do you think she's going to join the podcast ever again? Yes. Okay. I haven't asked I just her. Think, I think that um, it, she will, but it probably won't be for like another month or so is my guess. But I could be wrong. I mean, you can latch that baby right onto your boo right here. Right? I, I went to my girlfriend's house on Sunday for brunch 
and she has a, a baby that was is a few months old and that's what she did we were just chatting yeah. and there's baby eating it, yep. it is what it is but i'm sure she's a week and a couple days in she's it's probably a huge adjustment yeah i told her that um when i get my second vaccine so my immunities start kicking in like it takes about seven days for the first dose to kind of start um, working through your body. Mm-hmm. So I said by the second one, I'm going to be ready to go. So uh, I would like to see the baby because I got vaccine. Nice. That's those things. Are you following um, the NFL Super Bowl race? No. Me either. But some great news dropped. Um, I think it was yes yesterday. Eric Church is going to sing the national anthem. Here's my thing with the Super Bowl. So one, hold I'm on, probably... one second. Okay. However, what? So here's my my beef with the Super Bowl. So first, I'm gonna say that because I'm a Packer fan, and people probably know that I should have been following all of this, but I just I don't have the brain power to follow the Super Bowl this year, and I was kind of irritated by football coming back and blah blah blah. But anyways, so my beef is is that. They always bring in the country artist for the national anthem. But we never get to see the country artist for the halftime show. So the halftime show headliner is the weekend or weekend because there's no E in between K and N. There, I don't know who I that found is. out why. Um, he's from Canada. There was an artist already known as oh. weekend. And so that's why he did that. He has had... Steve said the same thing. I'm, but if you... Listen to his music. Like, if you pull him up on Apple Music, you're going to recognize songs, especially from your time sure. at Cycle Bar. Yeah. They're just, they're those songs that you, you hear and you don't know that you're hearing it. Right. Okay. Which I sorry. Get. And I understand that that's why they have them during like the halftime shows because it tends to be more of an upbeat, those types, those genres of artists. But still, just once. Like, Garth Brooks, I'm sure, could put on a damn show. Eric Church. Yeah. Still have my beef with Eric Church every now and then, but he's got some damn good music and he could put on a really good show because I also think that somebody like him or like Chris Stapleton or something like that is somebody that could speak to all areas because a lot of people tend to hate country because it's too poppy Mm -hmm. or, you know, like every, I feel like they have a better, whatever I'm trying to say, but, or I don't care. Bring in Taylor Swift. She doesn't know what she's doing right now anyway. She doesn't know she's country. She doesn't know she's Southern music. Just bring her in. Somebody, it's always been a great show, but I'm really sick of only seeing our country artists in doing the national pieces. anthem. Yeah. I, I was reading an article this last week about um, past Super Bowl halftime shows because I am very similar. Mid-90s, I think there was a big country music halftime show. It was like Clint Black and I forget who else, but it was all country artists that were big at the time to celebrate like some anniversary because they used to do halftime shows that celebrated something. Like if you look through the history of the halftime shows, like there was one New Orleans theme to celebrate the anniversary of Mardi Gras and it didn't always focus on an artist. There used to be themes, but that has evolved. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd go back to that. I just I agree. I don't know. And like, I think this year would be amazing to have like a bunch of different genres come together and collaborate as part of like this whole unity in this together. And yeah, 
So I think that that would be something that's cool. But anyway, I won't watch the Super Bowl unless the Chiefs make it because it's my home state. And I, I know that Patrick Holmes, I am familiar with that gentleman. Um, I might watch it if they're in it, but I'll definitely watch the um, yeah. national anthem now. I mean, I'm going to watch it either way. Um, I'm really excited that the Green Bay Packers uh, have the opportunity to be there. Um, It's been a long time coming, I think. And I also think that it's great that with Matt LaFleur um, as their coach, a lot of people thought that they would never get here with him. Mm -hmm. And they did. And I think it's amazing. So, anywho. Awesome. In other news, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, they had a second baby. Which... I had heard they'd had a baby, but they haven't talked about it. They didn't talk about it leading up to it. It was very Cameron Diaz-like. Yeah, and the name I'm not really sure about. Phineas. That's a very interesting name. There was a cartoon, I think, that my nephew liked when he was little called Phineas and Fur. I don't know if it's spelled the same way, but that's what it reminded me of. Hmm. Yeah, and it's a a son. (laughs) If you weren't quite sure the gender of that name. Um, yes. yeah, so that's awesome. And their first son is Silas and was born in April 2015. So, yeah, I guess I didn't realize it was that long ago that they had their first child. So, I, I didn't even realize that they had a second kid. I was very out of it. I remember it dropping because, like, within the last year, there was some controversy where Justin was seen maybe like. Touching another girl, like, on her leg at a dinner. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, Jessica Biel, I I hear she had a baby. And I was like, what the? And now it's confirmed. So, I don't know. I don't know either. I think I told you last week that I've been listening to the Even the Rich podcast. Yes. And um, the current episodes are going through Paris Hilton. But I went back and downloaded the Britney Spears one. So I got to hear all about Britney and Justin and, well, Britney's whole world. And very interesting. Again, I recommend that podcast. I will look into it. I'm still, I have like 15 podcasts downloaded or like subscribed to right now. And I haven't listened to like half their episodes. You got to go and unsubscribe to those that you aren't. I I do that every once in a while. Like, um, what's my favorite murder? I got really annoyed with them. Like, I really liked them for a bit. But it seemed like their podcasts were two hours long and they didn't get into the murder until like an hour in. Yeah, I had a hard time with their podcast as well. But I I like their attitude and stuff, but I just, I don't have time for that. Yeah, no. Sorry if you're listening. I know you're not, but. (laughs) We got a lot of Bachelor Nation news. There's so much. What do you want to start with? Well, we'll start with Chris Harrison moving to Texas, and it's freaking people out because they think he's going to leave the franchise. Like, because he's in a different, like, they're going to fly him wherever he needs to go. Right? Because, like, they're filming now in the Northeast, or what, the most recent season that's airing was filmed in the Northeast. Northern California, or maybe Central California? I think so. I don't know. But let's, let's take a break and talk about that when we come right back. So... You know, as we were saying, Chris Harrison can really live anywhere because The Bachelor World, The Bachelor shows, they're filmed all over. You know, right? yeah, they typically start out in Southern California. Not this year. 
So nope. I don't know why people are freaking out. I know, but also like at some point the man has to stop doing this show, right? But not like, anytime soon. No. I, I doubt it. Who would you like to see replace him? Um, I really want Caitlin Bristow, but that's not gonna happen. Oh so, no. <laughs> I mean that would Jojo be would be good. I think Wells would be great. Oh, Wells would be great. That is true. He is. Do you listen to his podcast with Brandy Cyrus? No, I, I think I. No, I don't think I've ever listened to it. Actually, I've recommended it before, and I really like it. Yeah, <laughs> I really like it. I may not always like align with their favorite things, but I just think their banter is very spot on. <laughs> it's called, I think, our favorite things or favorite things podcast. I don't know. Anyway, is that, so oh, okay. Yeah. So Chris Harrison is moving to Texas and people need to calm down. Yes, basically. And other Bachelor news. It looks like someone else is moving. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Flanagan. Um, after the recent breakup with Peter, she has decided to uh, head on over to, I just had it in front of me, what, New York? Mm-hmm. Yes. And she was originally planning on moving to New York with Peter, but... Even though it didn't work out, she still is heading there and living, starting her lovely single life there, which I think good for her. And Way she's searching going. for a roommate and an apartment. So she's in the early stages, it sounds like. Yeah. Goodness. Shit. I'll move to New York and be her roommate. What about Nick? Just kidding. Meh, he's all right. <laughs> <sighs> and the big breakup news this week. Oh, it, it was alluding yeah. like, oh. We think this may have happened. We think this may have happened. And then Dale Moss revealed that he and Claire Crawley did indeed break up. And then um, I saw a report today that Claire Crawley feels blindsided. By- I saw that as well. Yeah. Blindsided I mean, by, by the split. I, I don't understand. Like, even when we watched their episodes together... Towards every time she like talked, even when he was purchasing the ring or not purchasing, but when he was looking at rings, even like the look on his face, like you could see that it didn't quite look like he was really prepared for this. Mm -mm. And I mean, she really only gave him like what two weeks a week. And then like after the final rose or whatever that was, when they were talking and Chris Harrison asked what's or somebody asked what's next. And she was like, babies. And the look on his face was like, dear God kill me now and there's rumor that there's another woman that he's been talking to since late 2019 and he told claire it was just a business relationship but she never trusted the friendship and thought it was shady so who knows who really knows they know but we don't (laughs) yeah well and that could have caused issues too like her not feeling insecure and Mm -hmm. i don't know anything and she hasn't even been on social media since he announced it no so i don't think no well she Um, was spending time with her mom she posted yeah she was spending time with her mom and that was before he announced it because i remember when the rumors started to circulate i definitely i i'm off social media but i still have instagram on my phone for two girls and a bottle of wine and so i did open the instagram app and searched for claire and dale and there wasn't any anything then i haven't looked in a couple days so yeah i think i looked at yesterday and she had not posted anything new but she also had not done any stories so like he had done stories 
but she didn't do hadn't done anything right so well before we jump into matt's bachelor is there any other bachelor news that i'm missing i'm trying to think um so i don't think this is big news but i know uh ari and um lauren uh found out that they're having a boy and a girl oh my gosh it's like having a salt and pepper shaker that's adorable. I, I just compared babies to the salt and pepper. Okay. But that's what my brain went to. Non-parent here. Um, that's Thanks. awesome. There were rumors that they were breaking up, and I think Lauren like came out and shut them down. Oh, like, yeah. She shut it down real alone. quick. <laughs> um, there are rumors that Hannah Brown is sparking romance with um, some model named Adam Woolard. Ooh. I don't know that name. Yeah, I don't know that either. Um, oh, and somebody posted that they're apparently in Victoria, Queen Victoria, which Nick was real unthrilled with the fact that she was called Queen on uh, the episode. Um, apparently, she has a mugshot. Yes, from, uh, from shoplifting. A D- oh, yeah, shoplifting. I almost said DUI. Yes. And she had, yeah. like, bleach blonde hair and looked a mess. Yeah. But what mugshot? doesn't but you know i think that's why i went to dui because it looks like a dui like like you would look after a hard drinking night but yeah and then i was surprised to read that it was shoplifting (laughs) everyone's got a past some are more checkered than others right yeah i didn't it doesn't look like there's a whole lot other news i mean taisha and zach seem to be doing super cute um, and still going strong. So I have hopes for that relationship. Yeah. It's been a while since, well, I guess Ari and Lauren are the most recent, like, couples that have, like, stuck yeah. for a bit. I know, I'm trying to think. It's been a while. I don't know. It has been. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Anywho. Right. So let's jump in to Matt James's season. We're going to go all the way back. To the week before last, because we podcast every two weeks, and so that's what happens. So, it was week two, um, and we see that Matt works out a lot. Yeah. I think it's because his abs are better looking than his face. Like, I still think he's very, I think he's a cute guy, but, like, I would rather look at his abs. Like, I don't know. And I'm also wondering, when do I get to see Tyler Cameron? Right? I think I saw some article where it was like people thought this was going to be the Matt and Tyler show. And yeah, and it it's is sadly not. not. It is not. Tyler has his own life. Yeah. So um, we get the first one on one and it goes to Brie and Victoria starts God. up. She just starts up. The, the other girls are like, oh, we're happy for her. We're so happy for her. And Victoria calls the girls fake for being happy for Brie. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. Victoria is something else. And I have a lot of um, random opinions kind of like poked in here. So hopefully I will uh, remember them as we go a little bit further. But yeah, Victoria was way pissed. And Brie and Matt have a lot in common. They're both biracial. They were both raised by a single mom. Um, yeah. And they start off their date riding ATVs. And they even roll mm-hmm. an ATV, which I have seen so many people up in arms over that. How dangerous it is and how um, people have died. People They could have broken things. Yeah. And I, yeah, but they didn't. And we should be thankful I for mean, that. They, but 
they do like crazy shit on this show all the time. They jump out of airplanes. People have died doing that too. Mm-hmm. You know, you can test a parachute all you want, but sometimes that shit just does not expand. Right. So, and it, there was like a years ago, I remember, wasn't there like a tightrope or like a wire or something between like two buildings? I don't remember, but it was definitely a heights thing. It sounds People familiar. Need and there's bun bungee jumping. This was the least of our concerns here, people. Yeah. We need to read it in. And then after the ATVs, they get ready to to chill. And Matt randomly starts chopping wood shirtless with a tiny little yeah, what axe. Was, and he, it was like a little tiny, one thing. It was like a tiny little axe. It was for wood for the, I guess, the fire. Yeah, thing. the fire, whatever, hot tub. Yeah. A fire say. propelled is what I keep wanting to say, but a hot tub does not propel. It does not. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it was one of those like odd, hot, not odd, but it was like a cute little hot tub where it was tall and it was made from wood. And so it was like ran yeah. on like fire as opposed to like electric. Mm-hmm. But did you notice how small the axe was? Yes. I also, I mean, I know that we probably only saw a portion of it, but he also only did like one one thing of wood. I was like, so you literally did that for one thing of wood? We had to do that? And I don't feel like it's safe to be chopping wood shirtless. Splinters. No. Yeah. That's not safe. That is not. Anyway, it, but he looked good doing it, even though it was very ridiculous. Uh, yes, it was. Um, so then he joined Bree in the hot tub, and they had kissy-kissy time. Yeah. Any other they comments did have, like, a hot little- tub? <laughs> Not about the hot tub. They did have a nice little charcuterie, uh, which he did not know how to create a cheese board. So she helped him. Aw. But that was all I, I have. I can't believe that Ashley is the one that taught us about the word charcuterie. And now I, know. I use it all the time. I love making charcuterie right? boards. Like I know. When I have girlfriends come over, I'm like, I'm going to get some cheese. I'm going to get some crackers. And then I'm going to get all the other things to make it different. Yep. And I, I love it. And Steve's like, what is this word you're using? And I'm like, Ashley taught me. <laughs> and it's very popular now. And I don't understand why it I didn't really know. Is. It's very trendy. Yeah, very I know. Trendy. I never heard it. And now I hear it all the time. All the time. Yeah. Ashley introduced us. She was on the cutting edge. She was. Yeah. So then we go to dinner. Um, and Brie really starts to open up to Matt. Um, how yeah. her mom had her at the age of 13, and now her mom is really starting a second family. Um, I think that would bother a lot of people. Um, yeah. But I wonder how her mom feels about her sharing that on national television. Hey, you know, <laughs> you got to know what you're getting into. I, I guess so. I guess so. Do you have I mean, any it, other comments it, about dinner? Not really. I honestly, I thought it was like a cute little date or whatever, but I wasn't really that thrilled. I don't really have that many notes on it. And Matt gives her a rose. Um, yep. And then, of course, there's fireworks. Yes. <laughs> of course. On almost every single one-on-one, there's fucking fireworks. And then all the women run to the window. Oh, my God. I bet they're kissing. And they were. Were his eyes closed or open during this kiss? I don't know. So I saw all of that coming out. And I still, I mean, I watched the episodes. And I still don't remember looking and noticing his eyes being open. Like, people notice some... I it was, gotta give credit to people. It was very prominent when he and Victoria kissed. 
Well, but- I fucking keep my eyes open with her too. Bitch is psycho. <laughs> Speaking of her, she picks a fight with Mary Lynn. Mary Lynn? Yes. Yeah. Um, and Mary Lynn is her roommate. And Victoria yep. ends up moving out to go sleep on a couch. Right. So Just much a little dramatic. Drama. So much drama. So then we have our group date. And Victoria says yeah. it's her royal wedding. There are 18 women on this date, by the way. Largest group date ever. They bring back the wedding dresses and they bring back the same photographer from the last, from Bachelorette. Anyway. Yeah. And they get to play dress up in wedding dresses. And then there's a photo shoot with Matt. But then Chris Harrison comes in and he lets him know it's a game called Capture the Heart. Of course it is. And he interrupts these photos. So now not everyone has received a photo, Mm. which also causes problems. That's true. So, but they do go into like this trash the gown kind of thing, which I actually kind of loved. Where they were Um, dipping their bouquet and purses in paint. Yeah. And like throwing them with each other. But here's my problem (laughs) is maybe it's like an OCD thing. But, like, the people in blue or the blue team, their bouquets and, like, their paint wasn't blue. It was, like, red. And then the gold team, theirs was, like, some other color. Yellow. Or, no, it was, I don't know, it was some other color. I was, like, what is happening? That is it, a little OCD, I think. Yeah. But that's, I know, but I it just it. bothered me. And there was no real purpose of the paint, right? Like, you get tagged, you're not no. out. Yeah. It was dumb. And they got but to those smash women who got purses, Ooh. right? And they got to smash wedding cake into each other, um, yeah. and they had to capture this stuffed red heart. Oh yeah, Rachel got fucking sacked. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty intense. So we yep. had the red team and the gold team. Yep. And the red team won, and then Mari got MVP from the gold team, so she got to continue on. But the rest Which of the gold team had to peace out. And I didn't understand why she got most valuable team, but that's cool. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <sighs> and <laughs> I don't really have any more notes about that. Except that Lauren Lauren is a corporate attorney and she receives the group date rose. Yay! <laughs> I know. I was like, Lauren takes them aside. They had good conversation. Woo! Okay, good. So it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't very anything to talk about. No, not at all. Then we get to our second one-on-one date, and we get Sarah, the broadcast journalist from San Diego. And don't. We're not yeah. there yet. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they go flying in a, in a really would-be-scary-to-me plane. <laughs> yeah, and she does kind of talk about how, like, at the beginning when they're doing her little ITTINs or whatever the crap they're called. In the moment. Um, ITM. ITM, Yeah. Uh, she discusses, she talks about how she is a little bit more reserved. So she really does appreciate the one-on-one because she's not one to kind of like express herself in large groups, but you can clearly tell that like, as, as they talk, especially during the day, she does appear to be holding something back. Like, especially when he asks her about her dad and what her dad thinks about her coming there. And so there's obviously something which Matt does kind of, we get to uh, dinner. notice. Yeah. Ow. But they have a little picnic by a fire, and then we go to dinner. 
And that's where yeah. she starts to open up about her father. Her father has ALS. She quit her job in broadcast journalism to care for him. But her father wanted her to come to the show. Yeah. And Matt says he'll pray for her father. Um, and Matt asks her what he can do to show her he is someone that she would want to be with. I thought that was so sweet. He is very sweet. I do really like him. I do really like that which has been something I think that a lot of people have talked about. The fact that he's never done this before, he has no prior experience, even whether he talks to Hannah or Tyler or whatever, it doesn't really matter. So he really is genuine. Like there is like a different aspect here. And I think a lot of people are liking that because it feels like the older bachelor and bachelorette mm-hmm. that people used to love. And so um, a little bit more very pure. sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. very cute. <laughs> And then we get um, before the rose ceremony, Abby, Abigail, and Matt create a secret ear tugging signal for each other. Which was so cute. So cute. That's what I have. So cute. Exclamation point. Well, and it just seems really easy with them. Like the chemistry is really good and like they just seem to really kind of vibe. And so I loved it. Mm -hmm. I do like how he does like little things with the women. So he gave Marilyn an orchid, which is her favorite flower. Yeah, which I thought was, I mean, good for him. I thought it was cool that he thought about her. Which pisses Victoria off. Of because course. her former roommate received a gift. She tells Matt that Marilyn is toxic. And Matt believes her. I know. I. Um, and he goes was, to speak was... to Marilyn. And I don't feel like Marilyn really fought hard enough. No. I don't think she, she do understood. But she didn't see... She hasn't seen the Victoria that we're all seeing. So she probably didn't know what she was up against. Yeah, I know. And it was hard. And I mean, Victoria is an empath, apparently. (laughs) But then when she explains what what when she explains what an empath was, I forget how she said it, but it was completely not what an empath is. Yeah, she was. Oh, I can't with her. And she continuously uses words wrong and. Oh. Mm. Yeah, and her dress that evening was very interesting. I don't remember it. It was like that weird, like, it wasn't weird, but it was like this pinkish color, like a light pink or rose gold, and it had little flowers on it, but it had puffy, ruched sleeves. Oh, yeah. And then it was like crisscrossed, and I was like, what is that? Yeah. I, hmm. It, it was odd, and I don't know. Then we get to the rose ceremony, and Sarah is passing out. Medics arrive, and then we get it to be continued. I know. I was like, son of a bitch. Right? So now we get to episode three, where we return to the rose ceremony, where Sarah is blacking out. Matt and Sarah walk outside, and the women are so mad. So Mm -hmm. mad. Um, And Victoria says, it's not the Sarah show. Well, it's also not the Victoria show. (laughs) And I think the girls just thought that Sarah was doing that for attention. Yeah. Again, from what I hear, these rose ceremonies take forever. Right. They're in heels. They've had long days. Like, if they've had some alcohol. Hmm? And Sarah did start talking about how, like, she didn't feel like like she was cut out for this. And I think that it was standing there all night and trying to also be, I think she was trying to do a 
good job with respecting the fact that she already had a rose. So she probably wasn't spending a whole lot of time with Matt, but I think watching them and all of that. So I think she worked herself up. I don't think she fainted on purpose. She had no outcome that was going to gain her anything from it. Um, Except a, so, a little stroll with Matt. Right. But you can't guarantee that's what you're going to get. Right. So I'd have been like, she already has a rose. We're fine. Can we just move on? We've been here seven hours. Get the medics. Take her out. Give her some smelling salts. <laughs> Let's carry on. Which Sarah and Matt return and they continue with the rose ceremony. Marilyn gets sent home. I know. I was pretty mad about it. Me too. Like, Me too. I'm not a huge Marilyn fan, necessarily. Like, I didn't I know her. Right. But all of the other women sat there and were like, that is not how we feel about her. And so that sucks that he didn't get to see that. But also, and maybe this is because he's never been on it before, but you can't just, like, go off of what everybody says. Right. I mean, and no one has, nobody else was saying anything. So... And Marilyn came in, and she really did a good job at trying not to just be horrible about Victoria. Right. Or she didn't spend her time talking shit about Victoria. So you got to kind of take some of the other things into consideration. But, you know, it probably could have been a producer pick, too. Like, maybe he didn't really have super strong feelings for Marilyn. So they decided, oh, we're going to let you keep Victoria because she's good for ratings, even though we all want to shank her. Right. Um, so then we go to the next morning. Chris Harrison says it's time for the ladies to get out of their comfort zone. And for Matt to be uncomfortable. Right. So it's a group date. Ashley I's there. Uh, she is. Which, did you, so did you see the articles where people were mad that she was there? No, why? Why would they be so mad? So apparently Bachelor Nation and like other people, I mean, I assume it all is people from Bachelor Nation, but basically trolls. They were like, oh, Yeah you know, get somebody who's been out of the limelight and they got to get back in. So they get their 15 minutes of fame. And Ashley was like, so Ashley had commented back on some of them saying, you do realize they asked me to come there. Like I didn't ask to be there. And she has a podcast. Like she's not out of the limelight. She was so on the bachelorette. A, Her yeah, and Jared like was, Oh, but it was so long ago that they feel like bringing back these old bachelor and bachelorette people. And I'm like, Oh my God, you guys have got to chill. But she was the virgin on her season. So that's where it was kind of like ideal. I know. I didn't see that. But I love that you did. And you shared it. <laughs> yeah. um, so Ashley I is there. And they read um, the perfect letter. It's a, an erotic reading from Chris Harrison's book. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize. I've seen a book behind him during um, the greatest of all time. Yeah. I didn't know it was an erotic book. I know. I knew he wrote a book, but I never knew it was erotic. No. I'm definitely... Oh. I haven't yet, but I'm going to see if my local library has it. I wonder if they would. If they would have an erotic. I'm sure they do. Hmm. So after she does that... um, And I did put like a little thing in there. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be... It's so embarrassing to think about. And then, um, but I did say, Katie is probably going to be great because she came in with a dildo. Like, this bitch is ready to go. I thought she was going to be like a flash in the pan. Like, she came in with a dildo and then who, what? But she has definitely yeah. stuck around. Yeah. Um, and then 
I'm also getting really annoyed that the women aren't figuring out that every time they're like, and you're going to have a live audience. It's the other bitches are not on the group date. Like, let's, can we not be surprised anymore? You're in quarantine. Right? Those are your only options outside of producers. So right. <laughs> let's just be done with it. So the ladies have to write their own sexy love stories about Matt. And Sarah, this is where Sarah starts to crack. Um, she isn't happy about having to listen to these stories. Yeah. And like Katie, Katie's is good. So and many it's bleeps. making the women. Yeah. But it's making the women like uncomfortable. But they're like, oh, my God, like this is. And then Victoria comes up and like hers was just raunchy. So she had a lot of beeps, but it was very interesting because um, you could kind of see like between the two of them who seem to be very sexual um, Katie just seems to be more mature and like comfortable where Victoria mm-hmm. just is I don't know and Matt talks about chocolate cake yeah his was really hard for me to watch the women were really enjoying it and I was like this is not mm, no I'm out I, I get do that. it and Sarah seems very shaken by the whole yes. ordeal. Yeah. And That's weird. We get... I didn't write down. Who got the group... Oh, no. Then we go to back to the house. Sarah P. gets the next one-on-one. Right? Wait. But weren't you going to say who... Hold on down my notes, I say that Rachel received the group date, Rose. Because before they went to the night portion of the group date... They cut away oh, to show that correct. Serena. That's okay. why That's, chronologically yeah. it didn't make sense right this moment, but I wrote it down <laughs> in the order that it You're happened. Correct. So um, Sarah interrupts Katie's time with with Matt during the evening portion. We uh, we have found that Serena P is getting the next one on one. Then I have that Sarah interrupts Kate Katie's time, um, and this just makes the women very unhappy. Because Sarah's not on the group date. She was in the audience, just to be clear. And she's, so I know that it's going to come up in a couple comments, but she did already have a one-on-one date. Like, she has gotten Mm -hmm. a lot of time. So that also makes them mad. So, you know, Katie comes back in and is like, um, are you almost done? Right. And she's like, I just need a couple more minutes. Yeah. And... Oh, it was just, it was really hard to watch. And I felt like Sarah just was, it wasn't a few minutes. It was taking a really long time. Katie just um, finally sat down with them. Yeah, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then they, Sarah's like, oh, we're just going to leave. So they like are outside of the partition and start making out. And Katie's, I can hear them making out. <laughs> like, Come on now. Oh, God. So Sarah finally leaves Katie and Matt, and she stops to apologize to the women, and they just really, they could Yeah, they weren't having it. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah leaves crying, and Victoria follows her, and so does Katie. (laughs) I just wish people could see your face. Like, Victoria coming and talking to her, and I talk about it later, but like, it blows my mind. Because she comes up to her and she was like, I'm just trying to be nice. Like, I just want to see how everything's going. And then they have like this bonding moment where they're like, yeah, I really feel close to you in the house. And, you know, you're my closest person. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where did this come from? 
yeah. And then Katie comes up and starts trying to talk to her. And Katie actually did a really good job at addressing it. I thought that she handled it very maturely, but Again, also being like Katie mature, Victoria right. not. Yeah. Over and so, over. It was very interesting. So then Rachel does receive the group date rose. She does, which I'm just glad it wasn't Victoria. Right. And before um, Matt's one-on-one with Serena, he finds Sarah and (laughs) tells her he wants her there. Just keeps reaffirming this girl. Like, what do I need to say? I really want you here. I I really struggled here. (laughs) So we jump into Serena's one-on-one date. Horseback riding. Um, her dad didn't want her to come. Well, and you know, like with Serena P too, like what you alluded to, like they are starting to get ready. He shows up and then they all realize that all the women are there except for Sarah. So that's when he goes to find her. Uh, so now yes. she's taking time away again from again. somebody else's date. And Matt like lays on her bed on top of her. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. We're not whoa. there yet. <laughs> Yeah, you're taking it too fast but and she's like i packed my bags and i just am not sure and i was like you know this is the third week we're we're getting a a little out of hand i just don't think that she could handle it and he's being very sweet but no too much right okay sorry so now one-on-one date with serena yes which i love horseback riding and i love it when they do it Oh, I was wrong before. This is when they make the cheese board. I was so wrong. I didn't have any comments about cheese boards. Oh, yeah. I said they are making a cheese board, but Serena has to help him. But you're right. Yeah. Yep. But that's okay. Oh, and then the donkey comes in. Yes. The donkeys were my favorite. (laughs) Have you spent much time around horses and donkeys? Um, mostly horses, but donkeys, not so much, but they're super cute. They are. They are. Um, and then they go to dinner and they have a really sweet dinner. They talk about what the future would look like. Yeah. And I like that during the day and at night, she talks about how she's falling in like Mm -hmm. with him. And so I thought it was very, again, mature. It was logical. It was embracing it and trying to be like you know i really am falling for you but i'm not falling in love with you yet like i'm not crazy but i like you and she starts asking him about his last relationship and what the longest relationship is that he's had and all of these things and like he talks about how his last relationship was around four months they were starting to get into labels and he just decided he wasn't ready but she does ask him if he's ever been in love and he hasn't been he said and he, I he thought like he, he was, but hindsight. Yeah, which I no. really appreciated his response, which was, you know, if you had asked me back then, I would have said yes. But I think I've come to realize that it means something different to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was a really good conversation, but I love her smile. It's so cute. <laughs> um, and, and she gets a rose. She does. Yes. And now we see the Sarah drama. I, I, yep. the women have no tolerance for her. Yeah. Um, Katie tries to console her. Sarah shares the, about her dad and ALS. Katie says, you know, if I had any more time with my father, I would take it. He's no longer here. Um, there's tears. And Katie goes yeah. to tell the girls that Sarah's leaving. 
Yep. And Sarah and decides to leave. She does. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I guess I thought it was very interesting that this is the quickest I think I've ever seen the women band together on the show. Right? Like, it I is have them never against, seen... against her. Yeah. I mean, they talk about not being a part of a sorority early on because that was Victoria's thing. But I do really appreciate the camaraderie that's happening between the women. I, I It sucks that it's against Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand why they're pissed. I mean, Anna kind of talks about how this really hasn't been that difficult. Like, she had a one-on-one all to herself. She got the first one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And I know that they all don't know a lot about her family background. But, you know, Nick... Nick was making some non-great points um, during this episode, but he was talking about how, you know, she's a caregiver and that, and she took time to come out to this. So on the one hand, I can understand that, but that was really where I think a lot of her stuff was sitting. And I feel like she should have shared a little bit more with the women. Um, And it was really hard to just watch her consistently come in and be like, I just don't know if this is going to work. And the women are like, go, but My other thing is, is that I really liked Sarah in the beginning. Like, originally, I thought she was going to be one of my finals. And I wasn't a huge fan of Katie. Right. But I have loved Katie. I thought that the way that she's handled herself, Mm -hmm. like, the first episode, I really struggled with her because it was just so, like, bam in your face, literally. Um, But she's really kind of come around to me, and I really enjoy her. I am excited to kind of see what happens and I almost think she might actually be bachelorette material. Ooh. I could see that. So, yeah. You're like dildo girl turned bachelorette what? Right? <laughs> yep. I can see it now. Just wait until the promos. Um and next so Sarah leaves. Um and next week we get we get five new women. Yeah, I mm, why Uh, which (laughs) so many things so nick is watching the end of this episode with me and they're talking about the escort or the rumor about the escort and he's like i don't know why they're so mad escorts deserve to be happy too amber you're right nick (laughs) they do (laughs) and then he ended the and then it was the best because he doesn't i don't think he really pays attention but he ended the evening by saying that um if the women are going to come here, they should be coming here and doing it for the right reasons. And I was like, what? What did what, he mean by that? Happening? Yeah, I don't know. But he's a weirdo. I feel like, honestly, these women were, like, paid to come in and stir it up because they seem a little skankish. Mm-hmm. I'm not really thrilled with getting prepared for next episode, but right. we'll see how it goes. So that's the The Bachelor. We're all caught up. We are all caught up. Yes. So exciting. Um what are you what are you listening to? So I don't really have so for podcasting, um, or podcasts, I guess, I started listening to Anatomy of Murder, mm-hmm. which um that is a audio chuck um I also production. have been listening to Anatomy of Murder, yes. Yeah, and I actually kind of like it. I think it's it doesn't give you a whole lot of the nitty-gritty details of things, but I think that they really cover the each murder case or each case really well, and I like their um, chemistry together. It's a mm-hmm. woman, I can't remember her name, but she was 
previously a lawyer or is a lawyer. And then there's also a gentleman who used to be in the police force. And so they have some interesting perspectives, but I really like how they kind of take it apart and show you just the high level of it. Mm -hmm. So I've actually been enjoying that. Yeah, like their most recent episode was um, 45 minutes. Nothing, yeah. nothing crazy. And I think it was on, did you listen to this week's episode? So I started back from the beginning. So I am like six or seven episodes in, I think. I don't remember which episode I'm on, but I also jumped out of order because I wanted to listen to the one about the woman from Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that I listened to the one from this week. Got it. I think it's on that one that they talk about another podcast that's coming out that's going to be a daily podcast. Whoa. Right? I haven't looked any further into it because I was driving and I was like, oh, that's commitment. (laughs) That is a lot of commitment. Whoa. I mean, Audio Chuck really has been putting out a lot of um, podcasts. Great content. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. But yes, Anatomy of Murder, I, I highly recommend as well. Yeah. Um, I don't have any new podcasts. I also don't have any new music. I looked and there's nothing that really. I know. Morgan Wallen's new CD is good. Everyone's talking about it. Go check it out. When I feel like a lot of artists are putting out like singles. Mm -hmm. So I think like recently I my favorite group, um, which is Brown and Gray, like they recently released something. Um, Claire Dunn, who isn't a very well known. I've seen her live. Yeah. So she has a new single called Real Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitney there's Duncan one with has a new. Single. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, Blake Shelton put out a minimum wage single. And people were upset, thought it was tone deaf for the time. Because so many people are unemployed, and he kind of said, whatever. It Okay, I'm not even going to go into it. <laughs> um, Tim McGraw and um, Tyler Hubbard. From Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you. Um, called Undivided. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's definitely been... Oh, and um, Casey Musgraves and Troy Sivan um, also put out a single. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've also been trying to like feel around with new artists since I don't listen to the radio. And so I have been downloading like other stuff as well. Like somebody named Cameron Marlowe. I don't know. Um, And Cooper. Oh, Cooper Allen. Okay. So I found him on TikTok. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) But his voice is so deep. And it is so good. Mm-hmm. And there's also somebody else who I found on TikTok. I can't remember his name right now, but he redid um, the Thunder Rolls. So he kind of like remixed it with Garth Brooks' Thunder Rolls and then did his in like a heavy metal version. I'm not a heavy metal person, but this was good. Nice. Kind of loving it. Big Eric Church news dropped today. Oh. In April, he is releasing three new albums. Collectively titled Heart and Soul um, with 24 tracks. Um, They will be released over a week in April. Heart on April 16th. One titled And on the 20th. And one titled Soul. So one is called Heart. The second is called And. And the third is called Soul on April 23rd. 
And wow. he, he released a video, like a 30-second video, saying it was a, um, a project that came together in the mountains of North Carolina over, like, a few-week period, and he's excited. That's I think that's really cool. I think he took a lot. It probably obviously happened during quarantine, right. maybe. But um, at least he took good advantage of that. Yeah. Um, while we were talking, and I was trying to look up some of the details for um, the anatomy of murder, I saw that Wondery is coming out with a new, like, true crime podcast. And what's can it you called? Hear Piper? I can. Um, oh, she's killing me. Um, it's called The Apology Line. Hey, oh, I've that. heard of this. It's like this person set up this this line to call into where you could apologize for things and there's yeah. murders yes and he says apparently this is like the story of the line and um it's based in manhattan the phone line and mm-hmm. the man on the other end who became consumed by his own creation so he was known as mr apology and thousands of callers flooded the line, confessing to everything from shoplifting to infidelity, drug dealing to murder. Mr. Apology realized he couldn't just listen. He had to do something, even if it meant risking everything. So it comes, it's a story about empathy, deception, and obsession. And um, the person narrating it is named uh, Marissa Bridge. And apparently she is the one who knew him the best. And it is a six series or six episode series. Two I'm kind of excited. Two are already dropped. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, I think there's three now. No, there's an intro, a trailer, and then two oh, episodes. Oh, I'm sorry. You are correct. Sorry. No worries. So that podcasts. looks good. I okay. have started listening to a new book. Finished Michael Ooh. J. Fox. It was fantastic. But this next one, oh, Matthew McConaughey, Green Light, and he reads it. <laughs> And I love his voice. And I, it's, uh, I just love it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so happy. <laughs> and I don't That's want hilarious. it to end. He's so oh. cute. Do you like, are you a big Matthew McConaughey person? I used to be. And it's not that I'm not anymore necessarily. I guess I just don't, I don't think I've really followed much of him recently. So I think I've, I don't know. I don't know. You should check out Green Lights. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. But do the audio version because his voice. Beef. Remember when he did the beef commercials? Beef, it's what's for dinner. Yes. I'm like, I've never wanted beef so bad. <laughs> I think that's how he got those car commercials. Like, I've never wanted to buy a Lincoln so bad. <laughs> right? I know. And he's just, you know, he it's it's fantastic. I'm getting tears in my eyes from just the joy. <laughs> it's ridiculous, Amber. <sighs> I started reading or listening to um, a cold trail, which is a Tracy or Tracy Crosswhite seventh. Uh, Tracy, oh my gosh, Tracy Crosswhite book series. So it's by Robert Dugani. Dugani. Okay. Um, he has this character named Tracy Crosswhite and this is the seventh book in the series and so um and it's a murder mystery kind of thing because that's, that's awesome. what I listen to but I really enjoy it um and I have read all the books in order so um uh yeah that's how, what I'm doing how is your um new year's it's not a resolution you don't call it a resolution 
I do not. I call them goals. Goals. How is your New Year's goal to be more present? Um, it's not going so well this week. I'll tell you that. But I will say so on Monday on my day off, I spent a good like 30 minutes to an hour um, text messaging all of the people that I haven't talked to in like eight months. So like I even like people from back in high school that I had cell phone numbers on, I thought it would just be a really good opportunity to check in. I wanted to see how they were doing, how things were going. Um, You know, I ended up, I was signed up for a breasties event on Sunday, a virtual event to find your breast friend. And um, I ended up having to miss it. And I really missed those connections. And I think that's one of the things that I've thought about a lot during this time. And so I made the conscious decision. So I reached out to like this girl, Hallie, that I met from Breasties. She's also pregnant. Um, So I asked her how her pregnancy was. So I've started trying to do some of that. Um, So that was really nice, uh, reconnecting with some people. And um, I had some really nice conversations with my friend, Randy. Um, She is in Tennessee and we actually haven't seen each other in, I don't even know, like 10 years. But we have like this really great friendship and we kind of just pick up every now and then every few months or lots of months. So we had a great conversation about the world. Um, So I'm doing, I'm trying really hard. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I'm I'm going to stay off the social media for the rest of January. I think that's a decision I've made. Um, I have had several friends just reach out and just text message. I'm like, people don't do that anymore. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> when they're seeing you yeah. all the time on your Facebook or your Instagram feed, I, I feel I feel the same way. Like I I know what's going on. Why why would I reach out? I'll, right. I'll love your picture and you know I'm thinking about you, but maybe not. Yeah. This is true. So, true. yeah. Do you have a positive poly? I do. Uh, let me get back to my notes. Um, so, the positive poly is uh, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And that is by Victor Frankel, who is, um, he is a therapist or psychotherapist um from years ago and he's written some amazing books and um so i really enjoyed that that's from him very timely yes (laughs) nice um we we still have yeah what's up did i tell you i was watching i am cat i think i saw that last time maybe you did yes and it's good okay never mind yes i love it blossom Yes. Yeah. It's a good time. Sorry, I forgot. No, you're fine. It looks like we have like just a couple more left in our wine book. So number three, bottle of red wine not finished. To keep it in good condition, use a vacuum pump because we all have those. Um, To remove the air inside, this cheap and simple device stops oxygen from altering the wine's flavor. So it sounds like it's not an expensive device to invest in. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I think we have one more. And so we'll use that next podcast. And then the wine book will probably get donated to Goodwill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congrats, Ashley, on the new baby. And Amber, thank you so much for joining me today. Everyone listening, thank you so much. Share, 
like, subscribe, and rate, review, do all the things. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Right. Bye. Bye.